Hey everybody, Jacob here. Lots of last minute texts and attempting to fill a guest for tonight who went out today and unfortunately it seems like everybody that I knew was busy. So we're going to take this week off. It's very unfortunate that the first week of actual games is a week that we have to take off, but I do have people lined up for the next few weeks. I got a bunch of buddies coming on as well as some some people from reddit and from facebook so we should get some more people coming in i i don't want to promise it but i'm pretty confident that we won't be skipping any more weeks throughout this regular season a couple updates for you just before we get into what's coming up next uh blues are one oh and one right now we have one win that we won in a shootout in game two and we lost game one in a shootout both of those games were one to one going into the shootout Bennington's looked amazing defense is all right allowing lots of shots but it seems the shots are coming from the outside so pretty good there we'll get more in depth into that next episode when it, once I have a guest on uh besides that Buchnevich is hurt and I think that's about it uh hopefully he is back by the time I'm recording this next podcast. So what I'm going to have for you guys now is I'm going to have episode 41 back on. It seems like not very many people listen to Scott's episode in our our preseason or our, our mid-season or our season preview, I guess is what it was. Uh, and Cloyne's kind of new hope. Uh, Cloyne is very intelligent when it comes to hockey. So it's an episode that I really think you guys should listen to. Uh, before you guys do that, please find us on social media. Give us a share. Give us a like. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. It takes about five minutes, maybe even less. So get our name out there so I can continue having guests and I can continue providing content for you guys. Soccer season's almost over for me, so I will have a lot more time here soon. And as soon as that happens, I'll, I'll be full kind of into the podcast when I'm not at my, my day job. So... Without further ado, here is Scott Kloinigan. Hello there, everybody, and welcome to episode 41 of the Blues Fan Forum podcast. I am your host, Jacob Steeb. Joining me for his second round is Scott Cloyne. What's up, Scott? How you doing today, Jake? I am good. We are here on a awesome Monday afternoon. Thank mm. God to Columbus, and I guess it's also Indigenous People Day. And since so, we're doing an NHL podcast, we should say that it's Canadian Thanksgiving Day as well. Oh, Canadian Thanksgiving Day. All right, so we got lots of I things to celebrate. Canada. And because of those, we decided not to work today. Absolutely. <laughs> Great. Hopefully you can't hear that train in the background that just, just showed up right when we started. Um, but if you guys remember, Cloyne from the past is my quote-unquote hockey, or Metro East hockey royalty, I think is mm -hmm. how I I called it. So we got him back here. He what, what's Give the people, why are you hockey royalty? Or I mean, you're not hockey royalty, not but hockey why royalty. do I say that? <laughs> uh, probably because SIU retired my, uh, SIU Edwardsville retired my hockey jersey, um, I don't know, 10, 15 years ago. How old am I? I'm a lot. Um, 20 years ago. So I guess that's probably why you say that. But, okay. Uh, of course, there are many reasons why they retired that jersey. And being a really skilled player wasn't one of them. 
<laughs> but that's the only jersey to be retired by SIUE. So it's, it's, uh, there's two now. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so, uh, which is good. I don't have to hang up there alone. <laughs> gotcha. Is that the next one recent? Yeah, or? it's uh, it's been in the last year, okay. actually. Um, so, very recent. Gotcha. All right. So, Cloyne's not alone up in the rafters anymore. But we got him here for round two. All right. Cloyne, before we get into anything, this is the Blues Fan Forum podcast. And so, I need to make sure that you are a fan and only a fan and that you don't work for the Blues in any way. If so. I worked for the Blues, I'd be working today. So, no, then, I hope I do. <laughs> uh, but no, I do not work for the Blues. And I am a fan and only a fan, but I have been for a really, really long time. Season ticket holder for th- this will be my first opening day that I'll miss since '98 uh, yeah, was the last time I didn't go to a, a Blues home opener. Okay, so but I'll be on vacation this week. And is that how long you've had season tickets for? No, '99. '99 season tickets since '99. So so you went to '98 and you're like, I gotta keep going to this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, well, the, the home opener has always been uh, a big big thing in my life because I feel like uh, it kind of kicks off this new hope. And, uh, and when I was young, my dad would take me and things like that. So it was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So I guess the kind of title of this episode is going to be A New Hope. There you go. And we'll make it Star Wars related. I'll put some Star Wars music at the beginning of this. Absolutely. <laughs> it sounds like a plan. I love it. All right. We're obviously going to get into a lot of the blues and kind of this episode is going to be released on Wednesday. So hopefully, hopefully you're listening then. And tomorrow is, is game one. So... We'll have a lot of kind of preseason, what we expect, that kind of stuff. Before we get into that, I have two things that are hockey-related, but not necessarily blues-related. And one of them is uh, Jake Luther from episode 39, I believe, sent me a post on Facebook about Dana White talking about how much he respects hockey players and the talent and skill it takes to play hockey, which I... 100% 100% agree with, but then he shit on soccer players oh. and said that soccer should be the easiest sport in the world because three-year-olds can play it. Mm, and you being a hockey and soccer person, I wanted to get your perspective on that. Well, uh, in soccer players' defense, I believe that my two-year-old wrestles with me. So <laughs> there you go, Dana. Um, no, I, I, uh, I think you got to understand what his clientele is. And what he's going for, right? So why would why would Dana White come out and say anything like that unprovoked? Well, because his clientele probably loves himself some hockey mm-hmm. and probably hates soccer because it's like uh, the lawn fairy sport or something like that. Yep. So no, he's just playing up his public and getting his uh, his message out there and his brand out there. No, I, I get it. Whatever. Do whatever makes you money, Dana. You've been doing a pretty good job at that. He's, uh, I'd say he's pretty solid at making money. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. His biggest... His argument didn't even make sense in my mind, but again, my mind, I like hockey, but my mind's a soccer mind. And he said, you got this big goal that you're shooting in, and a game ends up 3-1. If you can't score in there, you must not be talented. And I'm like, well, there's millions of people across the world that have a difficult time scoring in that. So, I mean, take the like the data that is there, and maybe it's actually difficult. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, it probably makes his comment about hockey um, less appealing because he's showing his ignorance to the sport altogether. Right. So, um, so it was, is he ignorant to hockey or is he just saying things? I don't know. Yeah, who but, knows? But, uh, yeah, I agree with him. I think hockey is a very difficult sport. But if I didn't have a soccer background, it'd be even more difficult. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, I agree. I, I don't believe that soccer is 
easier or harder than hockey. I, I think hockey is the hardest sport to learn. Uh, it's either that or somehow hitting like a 106 mile per hour fastball. It's probably <laughs> right. the top two th- hardest things to do. Um, but soccer, I wouldn't put in the easiest category. I was talking with a buddy and we were like, what about curling? <laughs> and actually it was uh nick he's been on twice uh we i think we came up with tennis That's as easy. being easy not necessarily we're not necessarily saying like it's easy anyone can go do it because obviously i'm not a professional i'm sitting in my living room drinking beer and talking hockey right but as an easier sport to learn tennis no sports easy and let me tell you why because no matter how easy the actual sport is People are going to learn it better and better and better. So your competition is going to keep getting better. So even if the sport's easy, that just means the competition is that much harder. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, as long as you're playing against somebody and not playing golf on a flat surface or something, then it's going to be a hard sport, right? Because mm-hmm. your competition is going to be hard. Golf is a sport I wish was easy. Yeah, it's the most stressful, even stressful sport I've ever played. No. <laughs> I always say golf is a shitty sport, and then I hit that shot from 100 yards out that just goes right next to the pin, and I'm like, okay, I can do this. Yeah. And then I shank six drives in a row, so. (laughs) Been there. Right. All right, so that was number one. It was the hardest and easiest sports. Number two is a comparison to St. Louis City Mm -hmm. this season as potentially being the greatest expansion franchise in the history of all sports. Mm. And then also kind of comparing them to the St. Louis Blues when they started, because they made the Stanley <laughs> Cup Finals with a kind of an asterisk on yeah, <laughs> how they got there. A hard but, comparison there, right? Like the city's not playing against other expansion teams in their conference. Right. right? They're playing against legitimate, been here a long time, no kidding teams from like Los Angeles that have won the championship um, and, and beating them and not just competing, but beating them. And, They've got the the highest what points ever for an expansion team, mm-hmm. and there was a time when multiple expansion teams came into league at the same time. Yet City still has uh, more points than those teams from that from that that era. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't think I can compare them to the Blues because the Blues came in in their own division of expansion teams and then got destroyed in the Cup, swept in the final. I actually looked up so. In the 67-68 season, the first season for the Blues, they ended up with 70 points. And in their division, they got third. And the top four teams in both divisions made the playoffs. Uh, And if they were in the original sixth division, they would have been uh, fifth place and out of the playoffs. So the Toronto Maple Leafs, I think, had like 76 points and didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. So. Right. And, of course, uh, goaltending. Right? If you got a good goaltender, you got a chance. Mm-hmm. And that's what they had. They had two of them. And that's what City has. They have <laughs> one of them. Yeah, one. It's like a carried away here with the, uh, Ben Lunt, yeah. for those of you listening out there, City fans. Okay, so let's do... So City Blues is not a good comparison, and I knew it wasn't going to be to start. I just wanted... It's a Blues podcast, so I'd throw Blues hey, in. Those are two sports I've got season tickets to. The two right. teams, so I appreciate it. So what about the Golden Knights? What about the Golden Knights? Like it, their first year making the Stanley Cup final as an expansion franchise. Well, comparing uh, them to how City's doing. So, okay, that comparison's a little closer, and I'll, but I'll tell you why it's not a good one either. Um, the NHL changed the rules to make the Golden Knights good that year for the expansion teams. So 
uh, before they even got to the time that they draft expansion players and we weren't allowed to protect nearly as many as we did the previous years when Anaheim came in and Florida came, when all those teams came in, the Blues and other teams were allowed to, to protect a lot more players than when Vegas came in. So the NHL was setting them up for success mm-hmm. on purpose, right? And they allowed them to go out and trade <laughs> to pick up players so, they, so then they could make deals, future deals, that they would not draft this guy that this team left unprotected, right? Which that's unprecedented as well. That's so, how they, they ended up with two players from Buffalo. They ended up with two players from yeah. some team that are now like all-stars on their team. And then the guy that they wanted to protect is not in the NHL anymore. Right. Which is, <laughs> which is, you know, bad GM work. Right. But, but I mean, think of who they got from the blues and David Perron, right? So, that that's a type of player that should be protected in a normal expansion, mm-hmm. but we weren't able to do it because of the rules. Um, now, City, on the other hand, in their expansion draft, um, they picked like four people. Yeah, everybody else was somebody a free agent out there in the in the world. Now, don't get me wrong, soccer's a world world's game. Hockey is almost a world's game, but uh, the, I guess the the pool of people of professional players in soccer is probably much larger. And having a guy like uh, Lutzfen and Steele come over from Germany. And, and all of his knowledge that he has over, over in Europe, and he's played in four continents or something, mm-hmm. like much easier for him to find the type of players that he wanted for the type of team he wanted. So, But it's, still, the expansion draft. We didn't steal best players from, uh, from other soccer teams right. here in the MLS. Would you say it helps that so the NHL is like the top level of hockey in the world? Correct. And so the top players are here. So there, you can't really go outwards and find a whole lot of people where mls is maybe eight nine leagues <laughs> yeah I, definitely. So it's better to go you can steal a, a third stringer from a team somewhere else and they be your starter here yeah so that helps yeah roman berkey might be the best goalie in the league yeah and you got him from you know backup goaltending to second tier type mm-hmm. yeah yeah so all right now we can actually talk blues hockey i just wanted to get those two things out of the way uh before we get through everything uh let's go through some news and notes so blue sent down uh four young guys recently bolduc dean lafreniere and kessel they are on their way if not at springfield already right and then i don't know why i wrote this down because this is clearly news but i'm just going to kind of go off it off the top of my head we got i believe four players who need to clear waivers today yeah, Walker Rosen, um, McEckern, and uh, oh, Subban. Subban. Yep. Okay. So the that news will be whether they cleared or not will be out there by the time this podcast is released. And I think really the big one is Rosen. Do you think he has a chance of being picked up? I do. Any other any other time in the year than um, the Monday before the season starts when you have to have your rosters together, he gets picked up for sure. Um, however. On this Monday, I haven't looked it up, but I'm assuming there's probably about four players from every team on the waiver. Mm-hmm. So that's a lot of people. And don't forget, you just selected your team. So if you pick up Rosen, now you have to take somebody that you selected and say, never mind. Yeah. There was a better player out there on waivers. Now at 29, and Rosen's clearly an NHL defenseman. He was our, our most consistent, best defenseman probably last year in the 48 games or whatever he played. Um, I, I could see somebody really taking a chance mm-hmm. on that. Um, I think likely, likelihood of pickup for me in order would be Rosen, Subban, Walker, McEachern. I think that's probably your likeliest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I heard rumors of 
Subban possibly going to Tampa Bay. Yeah, I think the those rumors are they're founded in the fact that Vasilevsky's hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> um, so I think every goalie that hit waivers had a rumor that they were going yeah. to Tampa Bay. So uh, we'll see. Um, I, I thought the one game I saw Subban live, I thought he was great. Mm-hmm. Like I really did. I thought he played really well. Um, I had no idea him and, and Bennington's connection. If you're not following that, Mm-mm. like they like known each other since they were 13. They played oh, wow. the same high school or something, the same, um, what do they call it, university or whatever. Um, and then in juniors together, so they've been together for I don't know, 10, mm-hmm. 10 15 years, right? So I had no idea that, and they're like best friends. Subban was at in Bennington's wedding or something. So oh wow, I had no idea. So, about yeah, me neither. Yeah. So I wonder if that's how Subban got here. Right, had some sort of. Yeah. But then Benner's probably like, "Hey, Joel, love you, man, but could you go to the AHL for one more year so <laughs> so Malcolm can <laughs> can hang out?" Yeah. Well, I'll tell you that the couple games I saw Hofer this year too. I thought he was really good. I thought he played really well. Uh, big, big stand up type. Uh, not stand up type, but big, uh, um, strong goaltender. Shoulders at the at the tops of the goals. You know, um, I, I thought he played really well, and he had good positioning. Good. Good side-to-side movement, so I think we're in for something here with Hofer. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think we're going to have something good. And let's be honest, um, he can't be as bad as Tomas Grice, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's hard Not to possible. do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so hopefully it would be nice that they all clear waivers. And I think Rosen, or like you said, Subban, I think Walker and McEachern are safe. They should go down, and we'll have the ability to call them up. But we still have... Let's see, eight defensemen on the current roster. Right. So, which is not ideal. Yeah, Rosen's probably going to be buried unless we have multiple injuries, which we typically do on defense. Yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah, the fact that actually I was thinking about this as I was writing the lineups down I was like everybody's healthy or good. I mean, I know we've had some injuries and people have missed some preseason games, but as far as if you looked back three months ago at the end of last season, and you projected this roster, this is what you would have is the people that should be starting on Thursday. Yeah. So. Yeah. Pretty lucky in that regard. I think Torbchenko's just coming back from something. But uh, yeah. other than that, I mean, the Krug thing's over. He's fine. Uh, we really haven't had any kind of major setbacks at all. Mm-mm. Not a one. So that's different. So I guess <laughs> I guess what I'm saying so here. So when's it coming? <laughs> Marco Scandella, when are you going to get hurt? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. Uh, other news and notes are just since the last podcast, Thursday, October 5th, the Blues sent a pretty much NHL lineup to Dallas to play them, and we ended up winning 4 nothing. Thomas scored two goals, Falk had one, and Neighbors had one, and Benner saved 24 straight shots. He played the whole game uh, and shut him out. And I did check the roster, and they had... They had Jamie Benn, and they had Pavelski in, but they didn't have Sagan. They didn't have Rope Hintz. They didn't have uh, Robertson. So well, Shame on them. It's a whole home game. Yeah. They didn't even give their crowd something I to know. share about. So, well, maybe they're all watching the Cowboys. They're pretty good at football. They they have a really good defense. <laughs> they just gave up 41. I don't yeah, well, before that, yeah. <laughs> but that's San Francisco. I I didn't watch that game. Like, I wanted to, but I was refing soccer last night. So I didn't get a chance to watch that game, but when I looked at the score and it was was it forty two to ten? Yeah, <laughs> it's forty. It was unwatchable. So yeah. yeah, I'm like that's supposed to be that could have had the potential to be the best game of the season between right. Dallas and San Francisco or 
those two teams and maybe throw Kansas City and Philly in there anytime those four teams play. Right. I'm like, so that was a pretty significant disappointment. Kind of like their home game against the Blues in the preseason. Right. Yeah. It was a disappointment for Dallas. Correct. It's great for us. Absolutely. <laughs> Got to see her NHL caliber lineup play against a half of an NHL lineup and yeah. uh, kick the shit up. And destroy them. Yeah, yeah. It was great. All right. Following that, the Blues on Saturday, uh, October 7th, played the Chicago Blackhawks. That was actually, if you guys didn't hear last podcast, that was part of the ticket giveaway. So this is the first podcast that since those tickets have been given away. So shout out to Sarah Kathleen on Facebook. She won our, our tickets, which was great. Did you hear how the tickets were being given away? Uh, I heard potato, and I didn't go past that. Oh, you didn't so get past potato. Get pota- I'm sorry. I'm too busy. I didn't watch past potato, but uh, I, I so like was, that word choice. It was potato, speed, mitochondria, oh, zombie, and volcano. Did they have to sp- spell mitochondria Those. correctly? Or... I probably would have given it to him. Actually, so well, there was only two people that actually, I guess, listened and then DM'd me the podcast. One of them was Ben Howard, who you guys might recognize as being a former co-host, uh, and he's still letting me rent his equipment. So shout out, Ben. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> and then the other one was Sarah. But Sarah missed mitochondria. She said she listened to it at work. So she sent me the other four, and I'm like, oh, you missed my favorite one. <laughs> So I was actually super excited. I wanted Sarah or I wanted Ben to win since they were actually the ones that listened to the podcast and went through and sent me the messages. So I was cool. excited that Sarah won. And I, Good for Sarah. yeah, she sent me some pictures and it was pretty, pretty great. So yeah. where were the seats at? Nice. Uh, three Oh seven in the, the, like the top corner on the side that the blue shoot twice. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah. and then seats one and two right on the edge. Oh, so, very nice. Yeah. So yeah, not, I mean, there's not a bad seat. In no. the stadium, but not at all, definitely. So, yeah. So yeah, and the Blues. It was a great game. Blues won five to three. Thomas again scored two goals. Alexandrov had a pretty nice goal, like four minutes into the game, uh, and then McEachern scored, and then Neighbors scored again. So, solid game all around. Although Bennington did give up three goals on, I think, fourteen shots. And let's not forget that. Perunovic got walked around on one of those goals. So, so yeah. I just want to throw that out there. So I didn't get For to all see all those Perunovic people that are like, oh, why is he not playing in Scandella or Tucker? Or, well, he can't, he can't play defense. <laughs> I, I think he'll get there. I really do. But man, that was just a little shoulder move that he went to the outside and he was a six foot four guy against a five foot ten guy. And it did not, well, I, I've given Perunovic probably two inches, five foot eight guy. <laughs> uh, and, and then he went around Bennington like nothing too. So Benner probably normally makes a better play there. But I think Pronovich has got to get better in those those situations. Mm-hmm. Well, d- breaking news. Dun, 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 dun. Um, I guess that's Sports Center. So I don't it know. Is. That's not breaking news. Uh, I just got a notification that the Blues assigned four players to the Springfield Thunderbirds, and so it looks like Not all of them yeah. made it through. So nobody picked up Callie Rosen or Malcolm Subban. They did it. So the real question is now: Do all of them report? Right? Because you still have that out there because is that a is that a thing yeah, people so, don't yeah it's possible that uh that rosen's agent and rosen have a conversation about maybe we don't go to the minors maybe we try to find our own you know a trade, trade or something or something like that or work with doug armstrong to make something happen mm-hmm. um but veterans it's normally a veteran laden thing rosen is kind of a veteran now so i don't know if he if he'd consider that that option or not um but i i think uh there's an nhl team out there for him it, mm-hmm. he just might have to buy some time down in springfield 
uh, if he's smart, I'd say go down there and dominate. Yeah. And uh, somebody's going to come calling. Force the hand of either yeah. Doug to say, hey, right. you got to come play on this team, or yeah, you got to go somewhere else. Either yeah. way. Right. All right. So I haven't had the chance to see any games. And Cloyne just brought up how neighbors got, or not neighbors, Perunovic got walked around in one of the goals. Um, what else? You've been to two games. Been to two. And I think. I watched two on TV and I've been to two. Um, so I went to, so there's only been three home preseason games in St. Louis. The fourth home game was obviously Kansas City. So I didn't go to that either. Um, and the Blues suck at televising their uh, preseason mm-hmm. games. Probably the worst team in the NHL at it, from what I can tell on YouTube, just for the record. Um, so if you're listening out there, Blues, we'd like to watch more preseason Yeah, um, we like hockey. <laughs> I don't care if you have announcers, right? I don't care if I have to listen to the radio podcast over top the home stream, uh, screen uh, stream like we did this last game on Saturday or not, but it'd be nice to be able to see them. Um, Shoot, playing with no sound. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm cool with it. I can do my own announcement. Right. Uh, so... I think uh, let's, let's go with some positives. I think our top line is a top line in the NHL. I think it's a legitimate top line. It's not a number two line playing on number one because we suck. I think it's an illegitimate number one line. Um, watching them this last couple games, uh, Thomas Bushnevich and Kairou uh, have a real connection. And, and you can tell by the way they're playing together and, and how much fun they're having. So that's always a great start when you have a top line running like that. Um, Note to uh, Baruby, I think uh, a lot of us fans have been saying for years, would you leave the lines together and mm-hmm. let them get some chemistry? <laughs> well, he starts the preseason with that line together, like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And here we are in the last preseason game, and they're dominating a, a AHL-caliber Chicago Blackhawks team. So um, so still, even if it is an AHL-caliber team, at least they're out there dominating, right? Uh, and they were clearly the best line on the ice. Uh, another thing, um, Vrana is fast. Like... Everybody talks about Kyrie's speed. He's not a guy, kind of player that uses his speed. He uses his shot more than mm-hmm. his speed, right? Verana is downright fast. Like, he is flying through the ice. Uh, I saw something yesterday while watching football about Tyreek Hill running 22 miles per hour. Well, Verana skates at 27 miles per hour on a regular basis. Like, that guy's flying. I know skating's easier than yeah. running. You know? <laughs> I know it more than anybody that skating's easier than running. But uh, I'm telling you, um, he really uses his speed to get behind the defense. I think he's probably had... Uh, three to four, maybe five um, uh, breakaways this preseason that I've seen on just highlights. Mm-hmm. How many did he have when we couldn't watch him? Mm-hmm. So that's really good, too. And I think Benner's been good. I really do. Um, his This last game, when you're up four to nothing or whatever it was, and five to nothing, whatever they were up, they were up by a lot, right? And then they gave up a goal here, a goal there, and then it got back into a game. So, you know, it became four to three, I think, at one time. Uh, it's harder to concentrate. I get that. Um, but... But overall, I think he's been really good. And I think our backup goaltender's been great. So you got Joel Hofer's playing. But I, you know what? If I sat in the seat last year at the end of preseason, I'd say Tomas Grice was playing great because he had a good preseason. So who knows? don't prove me wrong, <laughs> Joel. But no, I think uh, and Joel Hofer's a proven winner, right? He's won world championships. Uh, he's won some other things with Canada. Like, he's a, he's a proven winner. So I think we're in good shape both those places. He took the Thunderbirds to the playoffs last year. I don't know they didn't win it, but, I mean, that's yeah. – Right. Yeah, absolutely. And then some of the bad, in my mind, right? I think Perunovic in front of his own net playing defense hasn't been great. He's been, if you read the box scores and you read some of the headlines out there, other people are going to tell you otherwise. They're going to tell you that he's playing really great. He's getting points. He's getting assists. He's moving the puck well. That's what he's supposed to do. Yeah. That's that's, a strength. That's (laughs) a given. That's That's not what gets him in the NHL lineup, right? 
uh, you got to understand that if you're five eight or whatever he is, and and the two guys that you want to replace are both six foot three, six foot four defensemen who clear out the front of the net and kill penalties, well, how are you going to replace them with doing what Krug already does? Mm-hmm. Right. So, I think uh, I think he's going to come along, but I just don't think he's there yet, and uh, I can see why a team that gave up the what are they like the the third or second most high quality danger shots last year. Right, somewhere up there. Yeah, I mean, well, way yeah. up there. Right? <laughs> like you, if you watch the games, you're like, man, another shot right in front of the slot with nobody around him, with Bennington on on his own. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you uh, if you if you're that kind of team and you've got the same clientele you had last year, you're gonna want to make sure you're focused on that part of the ice, and that's what Tucker and Scandella do the best. Mm-hmm. So it's gonna be hard to replace those guys. But uh, and then I don't really have too much other bad. Um, I thought Alexandrov played really well the other night when I saw him. I haven't seen much of him this off se- or this season, but I saw him in the very first home preseason game, and then this past Saturday, and he was flying around the ice, flying around the ice, making making hard plays, getting pucks deep. Mackenzie McEachern, if you want to make the team, get the puck deep for crying out loud. I think you turned it over the neutral zone five times in the four games <laughs> I watched. Like, stop! You're not that guy, right? Well, there's probably a reason he didn't play a single NHL game yeah. last year, right? <laughs> but but when he was here the first trip with us with the Blues. He was straight line Torpchenko style, right? Mm-hmm. Get puck, get puck deep, get in, uh, knock a guy off the puck, get a turnover, score goals. He wasn't doing that this preseason from what I saw. Um, I think the fourth line is going to be really good, which I'm finally happy for because I think this team has met, missed that identity this whole last season. Who was our fourth line last year? It was like six, seven guys mixed through. Tyler Pitlick, Nathan Walker. <laughs> <laughs> sure, those guys, right? <laughs> So, no, I'm looking forward to uh, Sonny back in the middle, Torbchenko on one side, and either Blay or Neighbors on the other side, whoever they decide. But uh, uh, I think Neighbors had a pretty good preseason, too, by the way. Um, we scored a goal, both goals in the last two games. Yeah. Right. Right. So, yeah. Well, but he was playing on the second line, or the third one line. Of the, yeah. 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 Um, one of the top, one of the top nine. But, yeah, I, I think, and I told you this before we started the podcast, but uh, I, I was watching... Uh, Hayes play because I don't I didn't know much about him I don't see many East Coast games on a regular basis but uh, boy he had tons of opportunities where he could have taken the puck to the net but he always looks to pass which isn't a bad thing if your line mates know that right mm-hmm. and having Brana out there with him who's a shoot first guy I think is gonna gonna work out really well in the Blues' favor if they can connect and if we start juggling the lines again Ruby we might be in trouble who knows let's <laughs> yeah. I'm. Pretty sure I'd have to look back, but I thought Hayes was a fairly even kind of stat guy. Like goals and assists were fairly. I think last year he had eighteen and forty something. Okay, so, so that's not even half close. Maybe, well, it maybe is half. For his, <laughs> maybe for his career, I don't. Uh, I'm just going off what I saw this preseason, and of course he's trying to instill his himself into a team that he doesn't know. So moving the pucks the easiest way to gain friends. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, he might be overdoing it, but man, it was, it was blatantly obvious to not only me, but, but my wife as well that, and this guy's just looking to pass. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's how Robert Thomas was two years ago. Yep. Right? So. Yeah. 18 and 36. So yeah. I was, so, I might've been thinking of Verona. I think Verona might've been like a 2020. Yeah. Uh, Verona's probably should be in the more to the 28 to 20 mm-hmm. like goals to, to assist. I think he should probably be reversed on that because I know he's going to shoot the puck. Right. Which is great. Like. Oh, it. and oh, another positive happens. thing. We should talk about the power and the penalty kill because the special teams look great in the preseason. Now it's preseason. So 
always time to suck. I wanted to say I saw, uh, I don't, I think it was a power play sequence. And every time Verona touched the puck in this sequence, like it, it might've been four or five times because it was puck to Verona shot. Yep. Get the ball, but get the puck, get, get the, the puck back. <laughs> Wrong sport. Get the puck back, got back to Verona shot. Yeah. And then it was get it back again. And then this time it was puck to Verona and then it wasn't shot, but it was high danger tan- chance thrown into the slot like not yeah. just to keep the puck and it's every time he touches his puck he's a he's a blues fan's favorite player it's he's the shoot it guy yeah <laughs> well and and i think we were probably 40 games into last season when uh sod was leading the blues in power play goals so take this in its consideration right you got Hayes on one side of the power play you got Verona on the other Hayes is looking to pass Verona's is looking to shoot and sod's looking to knock in rebounds like uh it seems so simple but at the same time if you don't do it, it becomes hard, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, sure, I'd love to see a defenseman have to go out and play Verona's shot like we have to play Alex Ovechkin everywhere he goes, right? Like, completely different caliber players. Right. I get it. Don't yell at me. But <laughs> but at the same time, yeah, right? Yeah, he is if, the same. If everybody knows he's shooting from that point, right, or from that top of the circle, then they're going to start overplaying that side. And next thing you know, you've got other open guys down low and, and in the bumper position and things like that where you can score goals. Yeah. Who what You still have... Krug and Falk, depending on which which power play unit Veron is on at the point, who can put one on net. Or you still have, I don't know, do you think Veron is going to be on the first or I guess probably the second unit? Second unit, yep. So it'll be Falk, Saad, It's Falk, Shen, Shen Hayes, and, and Veron. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, you got Shen in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, plenty of. If you want to take away Verano, go ahead. Right. <laughs> hey, well, no, yeah, absolutely. But I, I just like his mentality, and I think it's been beat into his head by the coaching staff that you're going to shoot the puck. Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, don't, I'll shoot the puck. Yeah. Sounds great. Don't, don't I don't have to think. All I have to <laughs> shoot. All right. Hi, Rude. Don't think. Shoot. Right? Yeah. So I was telling you this before we got we started recording. Uh, Rutherford kind of put out a, I guess, his starting lineup. There was no context to it. It was just... yeah the roster of what was left and I guess what he thinks is going to be the starting lineup. Uh, and the kind of the big one for me was he's got neighbors on the fourth line and Blay on the third. I right. know you said that they're kind of interchangeable and I the, the same are. person. My opinion is neighbors is what? 20? Is he even 21 yet? 20? Yeah, I think he's right around there. Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so wouldn't you want him to get more minutes and get it, bump him up to that third line role and then have Blay in the fourth? Uh, you could think of it that way. Uh, I think of it a different way, right? So, um, when Sammy Blaze going, he's going, right? He's scoring goals. Mm-hmm. He's going. Okay, but Sammy Blaze, the streakiest player we have on this team at this point, right? We don't have Vladimir Tarasenko anymore. We, I mean, or Jane Schwartz. Jane Schwartz. Like, <laughs> like those are a different caliber of streaky. But at right. the same time, Sammy Blay is that. I mean, he scored a lot of goals when he started scoring. But then he goes dry for mm-hmm. time for a long time, right? If you can get a confident Sammy Blay on the ice. Uh, in scoring situations where he scores goals, his confidence goes up, he keeps scoring goals. Jake Neighbors is a young player. He hasn't earned anything yet. So you're trying, you're telling two people the right thing, right? Sammy, you're out there, you're on a, a top nine role, score goals, or you won't be on a top nine role. Neighbors, you're, you got to earn yourself. You got to go out there in the fourth line, you got to bang, you got to learn how to play 200 foot hockey. And then when you do all that, maybe now you're in a top nine role and maybe now you can score goals. So, mm-hmm. I think those are probably your most interchangeable parts, and I do believe that it won't take long if this team's not winning 
for those two to easily switch. Mm -hmm. Just to, if you want to change something up, that's an easy switch. So. All right. Um, that's kind of all I got for the starting lineup. Alexandrov. Yeah. You said he, he said he had a, a good yeah. preseason. So Fast, you, yeah. So I guess my question is, do you think he played himself into that 13th forward role? I do. Okay. Yeah, I think, I think there was open competition for, I want to say, um, the 12th and 13th forward. Um, Jake Neighbors is waiver eligible, so mm -hmm. he can go down yeah. without us having to send somebody through waivers. So if he didn't have a good camp, I could see us sending him down to say, hey, go down there, be on the top line, score goals, come back, right? Um, and I think the 13th forward was completely up in the air. I think the Blues really like Walker. They really mm -hmm. do. And I think all of us do. We love watching right? Nathan Walker. The problem is he's a diminutive forward that has to play on a fourth line where we want to bang and get the puck in deep, right? So if you've got a Torbchenko with size, right, or you got a Neighbors with size, and I mean I mean width, not height necessarily with Neighbors, but he's a, he's kind of a stocky mm -hmm. guy, right? Um, I, I think you're going to play those guys over top of Walker because he can get just thrown off the puck sometimes. Mm -hmm. And it actually happened on Saturday, if you guys are watching around the blue line in the neutral zone. But um, so, so I think that those guys could have played themselves into that role. I, I thought they were looking at McEachern going, okay, are you going to be the old McEachern or not? We'll give you a shot, right? Uh, he probably had the most outside shot and, uh, and, and he didn't play himself into that role either. Um, so yeah, I, I thought those were open, open tryouts for the most part. Mm -hmm. So now I think Alexandrov was, would have been, eligible for waivers if he got sent down to so do you think that went into the oh was he i, I didn't think he calculation was. i thought i read something that said if he got sent down there was a possibility of him getting taken so yeah uh because i think him oh he was eligible to, yeah he had to be waived i'm sorry yeah would have yeah, yeah, went yeah, yeah. yeah would not have no, been. agreed agreed the only player i think we kept up that what that didn't have to go through waivers was neighbors so mm -hmm. yeah no alexandrov would have been taken because he's young he's like 20 right right he's young he's got goal scoring background so think of Barbashev, mm -hmm. right? He's got that goal-scoring background. He's going to learn how to play on the fourth line. Hopefully, he turns into what Barbashev is today, and he can be, you know, that banger on a, on a, you know, on the on the wing on line two or whatever, right? With some skilled guys, I think he can. Um, he's smaller. He's not that he's not that big, but man, he plays the game with a uh, a lot of a lot of force, a mm -hmm. lot of energy. So uh, yeah, uh, I think the Blues just didn't want to lose him, right? Right. But I also think he was the best out of those guys. If you're looking at the two guys I just sent down, I think he was the best yeah. out of those three. I really do in the preseason. Um, now, some people might look back at Saturday's game, and if you saw the Walker uh, sequence where he blocked like three shots with no stick, did you mm. get to see this at all? I saw him lose a stick and take the guy out on yeah. the side, but I didn't see the blocked shots after that. I just saw him was like put the, the guy on the boards. It was the perfect Nathan Walker promotion. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, like exactly what you'd expect out of Nathan Walker, right? I'm out there. I, I, don't, I don't even know if he was killing a penalty. I think he was. I think it was during a penalty kill. Uh, lost his stick, threw his shoulder into a guy, knocked him on his ass. Uh, they pass it around, try to get a shot. He blocks that, right? Kicks it out of the zone. It was awesome. But those little flashes don't, you know, they're not enough. Mm -hmm. Got to be more consistent than that, I think. But I, I expect Nathan Walker to be the very first call up when a forward gets hurt. And they're going to have to call somebody up if the forward gets hurt because they have two defensemen. Yeah, because there's nobody else. Yeah. <laughs> there's nobody else there. All right. Uh, let's see. Last season, Blues were 37, 38, and 7. Obviously not a good good year. No. You're, this is a, a new hope. 
<laughs> it is a new, <laughs> a hope. new hope yeah. episode. Hope's not a strategy, but it is this year. Uh, what is how high is your hope for this coming season? I still believe the Blues get into the playoffs and lose in the first round, and I think they have a competitive first round um, against a better team, right? Uh, mainly because of the makeup of the team. Um, this team cannot lose two top nine forwards to injury and probably make it for a long period of time. They don't have that kind of depth. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to call up one of the Zacks and take a risk, right? Um, but I don't know that we have scoring prospects ready for the NHL today waiting for us in the minors. So, um, But we'll see. Maybe one of the two Zacks proved me wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I predict them to, to get uh, – 92 points-ish, probably, something like that. I think that's enough to make it in the playoffs. Okay. Um, first or second wild card? Yeah, first or second wild card. Uh, you know, and probably play a six-game series with somebody um, and, and get knocked out that way. But I think that's a that's a step in the right direction. I think... Well, after going from the 10th pick in the draft. Yeah. <laughs> well, this the culture of this team needs... The, the future of this team needs to get into the playoffs now where some of these people haven't been yet and or there haven't been much right and uh as as leaders too right like you know you, your leaders are now your thomas's and your kairos and those guys were they were writers during the Stanley mm-hmm. Cup, right they weren't leaders they weren't drivers kairo so, didn't even play did no he he, he, he was in he black was ace black ace just right along right so and thomas you know got run over by crew <laughs> so uh you know but i think i think it'd be really good for the development of these guys if they could just make it in and uh and then you get to see the Zacks being the Black Aces and these guys that snugger roots after his college is over, he'll be mm-hmm. up here being a Black Ace. Like, those types of things. And uh, I think it'd really be good for the future of this team. Because um, I'm excited. I'm excited about talking about prospects that are actual prospects Better. and not Clem Costin, for crying out loud. There's Zach Sanford. <laughs> you know, we've pumped up guys that have sucked for years as prospects in this town because we had nobody else to talk to. Uh-huh. So I got to listen to people tell me that, you know, Clem Costin's going to be a great player. Yeah, well, no, no, it's not how we got him for yeah. Ryan Reeves. So, <laughs> Payarvi. Oh my God, hey, Payarvi is going to be on the top line. He's terrible. What are you talking about here? He's <laughs> fast to nowhere. So. All right. So, this kind of leads into my teach me how to Doug question. Oh, all right. Um, it has to do with this season. So, my question is if we're in a playoff spot at the trade deadline, mm-hmm. um, whether that's wild card spot or it, it's we're playing well we're not necessarily dominating but playing well enough to be in a playoff spot what do you think or what would you do if you were doug with verana and kapanen well i guess it depends on if they were a part of helping you get to that playoff spot or not right um we're gonna assume that if we got to a playoff spot both of them played all right mm-hmm. they played pretty well okay um in all honesty you're gonna need one of them play pretty well, at least, you know, if not great, for us to get into a playoff spot if the other one doesn't play well, right? Um, so are they, is this their last year of both their contracts? It yeah. Is, right? Yeah. Um, I think it also depends on... Uh, How does Zach's do in the AHL? and <laughs> Jimmy and uh, is, uh, what's the um, the Russian kid, Delavorsky, or Czech or whatever he Delavorsky. is? Delavorsky, yeah. yeah. Is, what's his plans for next year? You know... Are you, do you need to open up space, right? And Doug's not really the kind of guy that will move guys to open up space. So they'll make them earn their space, mm-hmm. right? Like, it's very easy for him not to sign, not to have signed Vrana and Kapanen and let Jake Neighbors and um, those guys we just sent down or the Zacks play now, right? 
but that's not his that's not what he does right he fills a team full with a whole bunch of depth and makes Baruby make the decisions right mm-hmm. so in my mind if they're willing to sign here for cheaper than their um than their going rate in this NHL because we help them revitalize their career which is the smart way of thinking right like do you want to be here where we've trusted you to play in these top nine positions despite your 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 history mm-hmm. because they both have some scar tissue in their history. Yeah, when right? one team sent you down and the other team paid us to take you. Right. <laughs> so if they're willing to sign below that cost, then yeah, you probably you're looking to get them a two year deal or something. Mm-hmm. Right. However, however, if you still have these eight defensemen that you're paying for, can you afford to even give them anyone? So there's a lot of that that contract that mm-hmm. on there. I don't think, and I don't know, you're probably gonna ask me this next. I don't think we can end the season with the eight defensemen we started the season with. So somewhere throughout this season, um, whether it be long-term IR could come into play or a trade, I think we end the season with a different eight defensemen. My, uh, I'm working on a five-year forecast of like the Blues roster and going yeah. through. And on that, I traded Krug to the Maple Leafs. Uh, hmm. Because the Maple Leafs are scary good at having defensemen get injured. And so I said that <laughs> TJ Brody got hurt and he was on long-term IR and they needed someone to replace him. And so I was like... Yeah, I mean, that's a place that he would say, okay, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think I traded him there for like a third-round pick. Like it was literally not really anything in return. Third round's not terrible, but right. just more that cap relief. And you might need that if both Rada and Kapanen play well. Right, but so... Kind of building off that, I've used that then to, I kind of use that extra money to sign Kapanen and Verona back on the team because in this kind of exercise that I'm doing, I'm assuming that everyone's playing well and we don't have those outlier crappy seasons. Yeah. Um, But now I'm running out of space. Like we're almost two years in and Bolduc's not in the lineup and Dean's not in the lineup and I got Mm. Dvorsky in, but Snuggerud's not in the lineup. And Mm. that's kind of like... He'll be a plug-and-play guy, too, after college, I think. Yeah. He'll be ready to go. So, But he's not a great skater, mm-hmm. so we'll have to see how that works out. So you could see if he's if we make the playoffs this year mm-hmm. and we're doing well, his college season ends, you think they get him in for this playoff run? Right, I could or see that. They... Yeah, uh, I don't know that they'll be comfortable with enough with him uh, to put him in the lineup necessarily mm-hmm. on every night. But I think if we're – towards the end of the season and we have those games that don't matter in points, but I don't think that's possible for the Blues. I think every game's going to matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we do have that, I could see him getting into an NHL game. Um, unfortunately, I don't. I just don't know how much he improved his skating in the offseason uh, and, and how well he could fit into this team when you have to play 200 feet um, and not just be a shooter. I'm not saying he's just a shooter, but mm-hmm. in college it's a little different, right? So, but... A lot more college guys jump right into lineups than they used to. Mm-hmm. So I could see it happen. I really well, I know can. his line mate, uh, Matthew Knines, Knines, whatever mm-hmm. that guy, he jumped in with Toronto last year yep. when he finished. So Krug is my vote to be voted off the island. Do you have <laughs> Do you have a... I don't really have a vote to vote somebody off the island. I, I know um, Scandella's contract's off the books next year, but mm-hmm. Kuzo's off the books. I, I love me some uh, some Bob, but uh, I know that he's probably done here after the season. Uh, I think Scandella's done here after mm-hmm. the season. So, um, uh, you know, I I don't I can't expect all of those. That, here here's something for all you folks out there that want to jump onto this no hope or new hope thing, right? 
Everybody says, how can you be better at defense if you have the same personnel? Right? Everybody. You read it everywhere. Right? But let me tell you how you can. Okay? You can have six defensemen not have their worst season in their careers. Right. And just go back to their norm. They don't have to be, it doesn't have to be their best season. Just, just go back to their norm. Right? And not all suck at the same time. And all of a sudden now, you just made your defense better. And significantly, <laughs> like this, just by being regular. <laughs> yeah, and this new defensive coach is supposed to be this mastermind young guy that has come up with uh, better ways to play defense and has made the Rochester Americans or whatever they are like significantly better at defense in the last couple mm-hmm. of years. Well, here he is. He gets his first shot with legitimate NHL defensemen, right? He didn't get his first shot with the Anaheim Ducks defensive group, right? right? He got it here. So even though we were as bad as them last year. But still, <laughs> right? Like, uh, So I, I don't really know that I want to vote Krug off the island. I might, my new hope is that Krug reverts back to his norm where he didn't have an injury-riddled season, and he's playing at the ability that he can, and he has 40 power, po- power play points. You're mm-hmm. going to vote him off if he's got 40 power play points by the, end of, by the middle of this, or three-quarters of the way through the season? I still might. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. Just because now we can get more for him. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't disagree with you. Um, but you know, I know a lot of people out there that say vote Pareko off the island, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what does he bring? And he doesn't play on a power play anymore. Um, you know, uh, he's supposed to be a number one defenseman. He's not. But whoever said he was the number one defenseman? You know, what about Falk? Falk came in here. He was the number one in Carolina. Mm-hmm. He was the captain. He came in here. He doesn't look like the number one or a captain. I love me some Falk, but I'm just saying, whoever. Whoever does not revert back to the mean, if you're just voting off the island, if you're just trying to get draft picks because you can't afford anybody they give you anyway, so then then just take the worst of the four. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Nick Letty. Maybe maybe that signing wasn't a great signing, mm-hmm. right? Um, that mean, might be easier for other teams to swallow because he doesn't have as much money and as much term. Right. And if you're looking to pick, if we're not in a good playoff spot and you're looking to pick up somebody that's a true playoff guy, Nicoletti's that guy. Mm-hmm. Right? You can just bring him in and plug him right in. So, um, anyway. All right. We covered a lot there for the Teach Me How to Dunk. But... <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. We went a little better. I was better, trying to that's okay. the new hope. The new, yeah. hope, new oh. hope. New hope. All right. Yeah. I would, I feel like my opinion on trading Krug is not even based on last season, but it's just the amount of money that we have in our decor yeah that's fair and how that money like Buchnevich is making i think five million right now and in two years we have to pay him again right and i'm thinking like nine and a half is what he's going to be looking for so sure. i mean yeah, so sure. so we got to find that money somewhere now that money might come from the salary cap increasing because i yeah, think that's it's supposed to happen too yeah significant i think it's supposed to go up like i want to say is it 83 this year I think it was 82 and a half last year. No, 80. It was 82 and a half last year, and now it's 83 and a half this year. But I think next year it's supposed to go up to like 85 or 86. Oh, or I thought it was going to be above 87. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I, I just randomly saw a headline. I mm-hmm. didn't really read it but because uh, the financials hurt my head. It's going up a whole star player. Yeah. <laughs> a whole star player worth of it. Yeah. Yeah. No, it'd be great to have Bushnevich here for the long term. Right. We'll see if that's in the in the cards or not. I guess in a couple of years. All right. Um, I have two kind of news things that I forgot to mention before. Uh, one, right now the Blues team is in Frisco, Texas, on oh, their yeah. little yeah. retreat, their little team you ever bonding. Been to Frisco, Texas. I've not. Is there any 
Do they have really good Frisco melts? Uh, yeah, I, I thought the Frisco melt came from San Francisco. Did uh, it come from? Oh, I didn't. <laughs> All right, I think the Frisco melt's actually a San Francisco. Oh, thing. San Francisco. Yeah, okay. I think so. I, I don't know for sure though. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe it's a Frisco, Texas thing. Um, but no, I I don't think I've been to Frisco. I feel like I've driven through it. If if any of you Texas people out there, if you land in Dallas Fort Worth and you drive to New Mexico, do you run? Do you drive through Frisco? Because I had to do that once. Just one That's thing. I thought so. They're in Frisco. Yeah. I thought they went to Colorado somewhere. I thought that's where they usually went. Oh, they they've actually altered it. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. No, they did do Colorado one year for sure. They did like a mountain retreat thing, like Estes Park or something mm-hmm. stupid. Yeah. Yeah, they did that. I'm not sure why they chose Frisco. I'd have to look more into that. Maybe it's a great place to go on vacation. I don't know. They they mentioned they're practicing, obviously, still while they're down there. Yeah. But when they're not practicing, it's it's golf, team dinners, and yeah. just hanging out so they probably just found a good golf course to play at yeah that sounds like them for sure yeah yeah take that panger i hope chicago goes north (laughs) uh note two that i forgot to mention is next season the blues are actually going to host our prospect tournament Um, so the past few years we've always done that traverse city prospect tournament but this year we started i guess a new thing that with just us the chicago blackhawks and the minnesota wild yeah. So the Wild hosted it this year, and the next year those two teams are coming down here. So you guys can check out some prospect camps at uh, – it'll be at Centene, oh, which will okay. be cool because, well, Dean, Bull Duke, uh, all those guys should yeah. still be there. Stuggerud should be in. Dvorsky should be in. We still have a first-round pick this year, so that guy will hopefully be there. Hopefully it's a defenseman because we're running low on them. <laughs> <laughs> You'll get to see the giant that is Leo Luke. Yeah. So, <laughs> plenty of prospects for us to be excited about, and now we get to go see them because it will be at Centene. Yeah. That's cool. That is cool, actually. Uh, and, you know, the ACHA Nationals are, are here in, in the city. I don't know if you knew that. I don't know what ACHA is. American Collegiate Hockey Association. That's what SIUE. Um, oh, okay. The second Linden, uh, Lindenberg team. Um, a Lindenwood team, Linden. I mean. Uh, SLU, Omsal, Mizzou. Uh, I don't know if they still all have teams. Mm-hmm. I'm dating myself from when I played Washington. <laughs> um, but yeah, but that's their nationals though. So it's, it's all the regions. It's West. okay. So like it, they're, they're hosting like three of the next four years here in St. Louis at Centene. And is, is that like, so like SEC has their own hockey, right? And the big 10 have hockey. Yeah. So, so the, you're talking NCAA hockey. This is ACHA hockey. So okay, it's, so it's the, the club hockey associate or um, uh, counterpart to varsity NCAA mm-hmm. hockey. So it's not nearly as good as NCAA hockey. But right. It is the, but the majority of universities have ACHA teams, not NCAA mm-hmm. teams. NCAA is kind of small when it comes to hockey. Yeah. So you're so. still going to find some good players. I know some amazing soccer players that went to Mizzou and they, Mizzou yeah. doesn't have a men's team. So they ended up playing club. And so yeah. it's like, <laughs> you'll find exactly that in hockey. And you'll also find that schools like uh, Michigan and Michigan state and North Dakota, things like that, they'll have what they consider their JV team will be their club team. Mm-hmm. So those guys that just missed out on that NCAA will be playing in that. that those are, those are all quality uh-huh. players. So sure. go watch some, some good hockey in St. Louis yeah, here. I, I think so. Yeah. I loved when the frozen four was here that one year. I went to that. Mm-hmm. It was great. Ben Bishop was in it. It's kind of cool. All right, let's do uh, let's have some fun. Do some whose line is it anyway? Okay, I suck at these. Hopefully, you didn't because in the preseason, all I pay attention to is the blues. I don't care. All right, well, that's good because I have 
what I think is the hardest one oh. that I've ever done on here. Wow. But I don't have a prayer. <laughs> but that's that, okay, though. Losing is enough. That's the second line. So the, the first one oh. that we're going to go with is Andre Pollat, Eric Halla, and Alexander Holtz. I didn't even go over the rules of this. You obviously know the rules. I hope everyone listening knows the rules. <laughs> That's yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like it's the Tampa Bay Lightning, but I might be wrong. It is not the Lightning. I think Palat played for the Lightning. Did he? It's the Minnesota Wild. No. Hala played for the Wild. Hala played for the Wild. <laughs> <laughs> so what team does Holtz play for? <laughs> who is this third guy, and who does he play for? Uh, hey, if you guys could scream a little louder at your at your radios, um, or your phones, or however you get your podcast. I do get random uh, text messages about yeah. how people are like, how did he not know that? Now, this one, I gave you some hard ones. The third one is, I yeah, think you'll we'll, get. But We'll just always, here's my default, because I think you're always trying to screw me, so I'm going to go with the Ottawa Senators. Which is not the Ottawa Senators. This team, for some reason, in my head, is like the same as Ottawa. They're on like the same trajectory. I feel like really the same trajectory as Ottawa. Ottawa's getting better. Yeah, and so is this team. They're young. Is it Buffalo? No, that that's a uh, good. That's the trajectory. Uh, yeah, right? you're right. Um, okay, so this is a young team that's getting better. I'm I'm down to only uh, if my math's correct, 27 more teams to pick from, and I know it's not the Blues. We'll go with 26 different teams. Um, who's getting better? That's East Coast out of the playoffs, but still getting better. It's the Hartford Whalers. No. Um, <laughs> Hmm, East Coast. So I had that right. The Montreal Canadiens? No. They're they still suck, better. I think. I think they're Are getting they? better. Are they? Well, they couldn't get worse. <laughs> um, East Coast. Getting better in the East Coast. Philadelphia? No. They have two brothers on the team. They have two brothers on the team. That are pretty good. Oh, the New Jersey Devils? Yeah. Wow. The Devils. Andre <laughs> Pollard. Andre Pollat, Eric Halla, Alexander Holtz. Do you want to guess the line? I'd say three. Yeah. Because Pollat's usually a three. Halla's <laughs> usually a three. Yep. Okay. All right, guys. We're starting off. With and that three. wasn't even the whole one. I mean, it wasn't easy. So this next one I wrote down, and I kind of laughed when I wrote it down. because So I get these off of dailyfaceoff.com yeah. and do line projections. And when there's new players on the teams, like they show like their jerseys and they show their their numbers. But when there's new players, it just shows a logo. It doesn't have a jersey number. Yeah, they haven't picked them yet. Yeah. And all three of these players <laughs> have just jerseys. Have just jerseys. So all three of these players right. are new. All right. Uh, so it's Miles Wood, Ross Colton, and Thomas Tatar. Uh, so they're all on new teams. This is a new team. Wow. So, and it's Tomash Tatar. Whatever. <laughs> it's the only thing I was going to It's spelled like there. Thomas without the H. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's go. Woods. It sounds familiar to me. I think I'll go back to the Montreal Canadiens. It's not the Montreal no. Canadiens. You think Wood played there? I don't think he did. I, I have no idea who I he think is. Tatar did. Um, yeah, he did. Yeah. But I, I, you told me they were on new teams, though. They would have a number for Tatar if he was still on the Canadians. Um, the Red Wings? Nope. Damn. Nope. Must be a former Blues player to play for the Red Wings. Oh, yeah. I forgot about those rules. <laughs> By the way, is Fabry hurt yet? Um, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Then we'll just go. Who was it? Ross Colton? 
Miles Wood, Ross Colton. Ross Colton used to play for the Lightning too. Mm-hmm. Um, but he would have a number if it was still the Lightning. So I'm guessing he's not there. Miles Wood played his whole career so far with uh, the Devils. Just a, before this, a connection that I didn't I'm make. Guessing that you didn't pick the Devils twice, so I'm not. No, yeah, the third it's not full <laughs> time for the New Jersey Devils. No, so, a, ooh, that's a that would be probably trick somebody. <laughs> Who needs a bunch of new players? The New York Islanders. Nope, Where they're pro. Like? Well, Tatar's old enough, but I feel like the rest of it. You got to be at least 32 to play for the Islanders. Uh oh, let's. Here's my here's my thinking. The Torts connection. Let's go. They went to the Flyers. No, because Colton used to play a lot for Torts back in the Lightning days. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Uh, let's go. I'm gonna need more uh, hints on this one. Mountain, Mountain Zone, Mountain, Mountain Zone. Zone. So uh, Mountain Zone. the obvious answer is the Avalanche because they're named after mountains. Yeah. Um, with, <laughs> I, I assume that's who, what you mean. That's it. Yeah. And, would have been cooler if you went with the Jets because they're also Mountain Zone. Yeah, but, I didn't uh, know how to go. Like, it's not like West Coast, so yeah. <laughs> Mountain Mountain. Zone. Easiest hit ever. Man, you're right. That's Steve saying, Scott, you're stupid. So yeah, Miles Wood, Ross Colton, Tatar. I saw that. I just kind of clicked through teams, and I'm like, who uh, pops out? And I saw that. I'm like, oh, listen. You, you know why? <laughs> that, you know why the Avalanche can have a line like that? Because they have six players that are great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so the other six, who cares? Go out there, don't get scored on, and come back to the Go coach. ahead. Yeah. Good lord. Well, well, Ross Colton's a decent player. He's he's uh, McEachern with uh, brains to dump the puck mm-hmm. into the neutral zone. And Tatar's not bad. He's just old. Isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he used to be decent. I yeah. Guess. Yeah. But he's kind of diminutive, too, if I remember correctly. He's not a tall guy. So, what line do you think that is for the, hur- or I almost said Hurricanes, the Avalanche? Uh, Wrong. I'm, Wrong. I'm going to say because Ross Colton's defensive ability, they're going to play the third line. Yeah. Third line. Yeah. There you go. See. Selkie candidate right there. No, I'm joking. You you have to score points. (laughs) Again, you can put a line like that together because guys like Ross Colton and Tatar are going to play 200 feet, Mm -hmm. not give up goals, and then get the hell off the ice. All right. Number three. And I think this should be the easiest one. I'll still fail. Well, those other two were really hard. So this is the easiest option, and I'm going to take it. All right. Alex Newhook. Kirby Doc. Oh, Chicago? Did they already trade Kirby to somebody? Yeah. Good Lord. Like two years ago. See? Actually, I think it was last offseason. St. Louis City because during the soccer season, I forget. Last offseason, they traded him in their tank for Bedard. Oh, so, okay. So but then Hook, Doc. And the right winger is Juraj Slavkovsky. 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 Boy, I want to say Carolina, but I'm thinking it's Buffalo. It's neither of them. Okay. Slavkosi was the number, and I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but he was the number one pick two years ago. Oh, was he really? So it has to be somebody that used to be bad two years ago? Is that what you're telling me? He was the number one pick overall? He was the number one overall pick two years ago. Wow. Which I think was like a surprise. I think he was supposed to go like 2-3. Oh. But they took him. But then he got hurt. This is when... um... This season. What's his name? Uh, stared him down as he was going up for the to the Canadians podium because he was supposed to be the number one pick. Shane Wright. Yeah. That okay. Was, was that last? Year? I don't know. So Maybe Seattle. No. Oh, because Seattle should have had the number one pick two years ago, right? I don't think Seattle's had a number one pick. Really? Even when they were an expansion team? Mm-mm. Well, see, I thought they had like they gave Vegas the number one four pick, or five probably. NHL. Just try to make Vegas good. No, because they took Cody Glass as their number one pick. Vegas did. 
as their uh, as their first pick, and now he's not. He up. wasn't over. Okay, all right, good. They didn't get number one. You already said That's the good. team. I thought you said it when the guy was staring down some podium. Montreal. Montreal. That's yeah. who it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kirby Docks in Montreal. Who knew? And these East Coast teams that you never watch except for once a year, right? <laughs> Enterprise or once a year on TV. Uh, by the way, I probably my Montreal tickets are probably for sale anyway because it's probably like a Tuesday night game. Because Montreal, I don't care. Everybody's like, no. Nah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I love me some French version of O Canada, but it's not worth going to right. for. So, yeah. All right, what line do you think Kirby Doc is on for the Canadiens? Well, let's see. I'm gonna say two. It's two. It's two. It's two. So you know, you got the lines right. I do. It's just. People where they play, nobody cares. It's yeah. the blues season, man. But you know who the people are once yeah. you once you hear them, yeah. or once yeah. you right. You just don't well, know I, I know them from three years ago because I'm old and you know, it's <laughs> in my mind. Right. Yeah. You know that's funny, and I know everything from three years ago. And then my kids too. Put that together. Right. Hmm. How does yeah. that happen? That time makes sense. Yeah. Oh well. All right. Uh, I want to do a segment that I haven't done in a while because I kind of forgot about it, but. A couple podcasts ago, maybe yeah. like five episodes ago, I started a thing where we were doing seven games at a time, and whoever my guest was, I was having them give me the win, whether we were going to win or lose over the seven games of the season, and then right. eventually we're going to have a final record of what we think our the Blues team will do. Yeah. So currently we are thirteen and eight. Okay, so we're twenty-one games in. Okay. And you're going to give me just win or loss on these next seven games. Okay. All right? Okay. So, Thursday, November 30th, okay. the Blues play Buffalo at home. Is that a win or loss for us? Um, that's a win. That's a win. That's a win. First Tage Thompson. Yep. Okay. Saturday, December 2nd, we play at Arizona. <laughs> Stupid coyotes in the way they kick our ass. I was gonna say we For lose no to them all the time. <laughs> That's a win. It's a new hope, man. Oh, new hope. We have a chance against the coyotes in in um, Arizona State or whatever the hell I play at at Mold Arena. <laughs> yeah, right. All right. Two days later on Monday, we play at the Golden Knights. That's a loss. Okay. Two days after that, the Golden Knights come and hang out with us. Wednesday the 6th, so we play. That's a win. All right. Friday, the first of a back-to-back, we have at Columbus, and I'll tell you that the next game is then at Chicago. Oh, we're going from Chicago to or from Columbus, Columbus to Chicago. Chicago. Friday, you know what, Saturday. Uh, Columbus will be a win because uh, what is that date? Friday what? 12-8. 12-8. Hey, wife, uh, Friday, 12-8, we're leaving to go to Columbus to watch hockey, if you're listening to this podcast. Well, I was wondering, and hey, wife, uh, Saturday, December 9th, I'll be up in Chicago at that game. So if you guys oh. want to go to that game. December 9th. <laughs> so December 9th, they play Chicago. Uh, and then that Sunday, the Detroit Lions, or the LaPorte Lions, play, yeah, the, play the Bears. Oh, so we're going to both. Oh, very nice. And then the 10th is Wilkie's birthday. So oh. All works Sweet. out. Yeah, I uh, I just go to Columbus for hockey games because my wife's sisters live there, and uh, we can just drop off the kid and go to the hockey. Game. Oh, that's kind of nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, there you 
There you go, wife. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're winning Columbus because you're there. Correct. And then how are we doing Saturday at Chicago when I'm there? I will not come on your podcast ever and tell you the Chicken Hawks are going to win out. <laughs> so we will win there. We will for win. Sure. All right, and then the last game is, or for this set, and you're right now we're five and one. Yeah, we're fucking awesome. <laughs> it's Tuesday, December twelfth versus the Junior Blues, Detroit. Six and one. We're gonna win that one too. I don't see why not. I don't see a problem here. I think that's our big run right there. New guys. hope. Look at that. No wonder you picked after game twenty-one because that's a big winning streak coming. <laughs> That's, that's, that's where we were. Um, I am way too positive. So so now we are 19-9 and nine on the season so in I, the middle of December. I'll take that. On a roll. <laughs> on a roll. Uh, I, you know, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to offer something up to all your podcast fans here. So uh, I, I'm obviously too optimistic. So please DM Jake all of the things that should be passing. <laughs> all the things that I'm missing. And don't start with the defense sucked last year. No, give me some real in-depth, you know, like some good analysis on why the Blues aren't going to be good this year. Because uh, I'd like to, I'd like Jake to, mm-hmm. to tell me what those actually say at some point in time. I actually do. You guys can do that, but there's also yeah. I have a form out there where you guys can ask questions that can be answered on the podcast. So oh, if that's you, even it's on the link tree. It, my link tree is attached to anything I post on social media, so you guys can find there. It's like ask a question, so you guys can fill that out, and then maybe I'll have to have Cloyn back on just a, so, a so question when, answer. When was one. the last game that you gave me on the date there? 12 12 Detroit. So I will come back sometime after 12 12 if you'll have me and we'll go through <laughs> how bad how bad that was and if I still have this uh optimistic view. Right. <laughs> and uh and then then all of you can tell me that you were right if you see me in person or you can text uh or DM or go on the forum for Jake and tell him that man you should never have that guy. He <laughs> is this guy's Time. He might have played hockey in the past, but he doesn't know anything now. Yeah, well, seven <laughs> concussions later, I'm here on a podcast. <laughs> All right. One last thing is the chance for you to win some money here. Oh, uh, as usual. So for five percent of my profits, I know you said you were thinking like ninety-two-ish points. Yeah. But can you give me a final record for the Blues this year? You want me to do math? Yeah. Uh, to get to the ninety-two points. Math. It, it doesn't have to be ninety-two if it's ninety-three. Um, if it's 98. Let's see here. Let's go. Remember, 37, 38, and 7 last year. Yeah, we're going to be better than that. I think we're going to have uh, 42 wins. That gives us 84 points right there. And then we're going to need eight uh, overtime losses. All right. So then that puts us at 50. 50 games, right? So then 32 losses. Did I do that math right? Sure did. That uh, you made the whole 42 and 8 made it really easy for the Well, I see. <laughs> That's new math. Uh 42, 32 and 8, right? Yep. That's what I got? 42, 32 and 8, and I honestly feel like everybody has been fairly close to that. Really? 42, 29 and 11 for Jonathan. Uh 47 wins for Jake. Oh, here we go. There's an option. Nick Ammon. Yeah. Uh-oh. Hold on. Before I tell you this, are, we're going lose first round. You mentioned that earlier? Yeah, I did, yeah. Okay. Yeah, lose first round. All right. 
What's what's Nick got going on? Nick wanted Nick went with 42, 32, and 8. Wow. And he went lose first round. Wow. <laughs> wow. We got man. Look at that. I'll tell you what, when you're in the same company as Nick Ammon, you just gotta be proud. <laughs> that's that's just a big thing about yourself right there. So that's excellent stuff. All right. That's all I got. I feel I'm not standing by the computer to see how long this was, but I feel like it's one of the longer episodes, yeah, which is okay. We covered neither. Yeah. Um, I ran out of beer about halfway through, so uh, I'm going to go get another one of your beers now because that's how you get paid to be on the J. Exactly. That's it. So, yeah. Unless you win my 5% of money, which is, or 5% of profits, which is still, still I'm still sweet. in the red. Yeah. yeah. Hence the red t-shirts. That's why we wore red t-shirts today. Absolutely. All right. Give me a let's go blues and we'll get out of here. Let's go blues. See you, everybody.